Every time I hit the record button, I'm like, ah. <laughs> even though you can delete and edit. Performance anxiety. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I came up with a title for today's episode. Tax, tax, baby. It just, like, came to me, and I thought I it was really good. It. So this is, what, it's January 18th. Mm-hmm. I feel like the end of the year is when everyone gets their like their W-2s or... Yeah, like early January. Right? Yeah. Did you did you already get yours? I haven't gotten mine Am yet, Am I supposed to but... give you one? <laughs> we should not be telling people what to do. <laughs> do as I say, not as yeah. I do. Oh my gosh, I'm we'll dying. I think hilarious. my... I'm pretty sure my accountant does that. Yeah. That's I'm, why I'm saying I don't know yeah, because I have someone that, that handles that. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, stuff. that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start this episode. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in because I think it's hilarious. Oh um, but I just remember working in like restaurants or working at, you know, other spas and always waiting. It was always around my birthday that I would get too, like yeah. my W-2. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be good to talk about super basic tax tips, like savings tips, because Anytime I talk about this on um, social media, I get a lot of feedback Mm -hmm. and I get questions and people want to know, like, where do I get an accountant? And apparently it's really hard to find a good accountant, which I was not aware of. I've had the same one for probably four years. So I just thought we should do a whole podcast episode on this specific topic. Now, I'm no accountant. And I am not great with numbers, but I know my strengths. And so that's why I decided really, really early on to hire somebody to completely take over this part of my business. Um, And it's funny, I had done a whole Instagram post about this. And what I captioned it was, uh, let's be honest, I didn't go to beauty school to learn math. (laughs) So, and I I like, (laughs) I'm, I'm still that person. I'm not really great with numbers. I never have been. My fiance is really good about that. But uh, I always just like to share really like common sense type tips. Totally. So I think that we just need to get right into that. But I do want to get, we're trying to get on a flow of the, of each episode. So I want to intro it. So we're kind of going backwards. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the Dear Lash Love Diaries podcast. Um, I started this podcast. When did we start it? Was it last? It was right as I was about to have my baby? Yeah, it was like August, Okay, so it, was, so it was August, September. And if you want to know my whole backstory, most of you who are listening probably follow me on social media. So you're like, oh. <laughs> we're introing. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're starting over. I actually feel like we should just leave that because I think it's hilarious. That's great. Um, I'm still figuring out how to like intro and outro my podcast. And I was actually pretty proud of myself last week. I sat for eight hours 
and figured it out. Uh, Spencer was like so irritated with me because I just kept <laughs> playing the same intro song yeah. and like had to turn it up so I could hear it. Anyway, so yeah, I'm for anyone who's thinking about dabbling into a podcast, uh, I use GarageBand and I'm still trying to figure it out. So here we are. Um, okay, so for most of you that are listening, you kind of follow along my story through social media. I started as a beauty professional then I started selling products then I started sharing all that on social media Mm -hmm. and uh have really just like kind of shared I wouldn't say my entire life on social media but just kind of my journey and work and a little bit of home life but mostly just how I run um my business slash brand and just like all the transitions so anyway we've started the podcast um And we are on episode, this is episode five, I believe. Yes, this is episode five. So I'm here with Abby and Abby is my go-to lady. She kind of helps me with a little bit of everything and every day is different. For sure. Um, I don't even know what my title would be here, honestly. (laughs) It's whatever you want it to be. Okay, I'll think of something good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like marketing coordinator isn't quite it. No, that's kind of how it started, but, like, that's not even – that doesn't make sense for me anymore, I feel like. You're not an assistant. You're – I don't know. Like an operations – Kind of, yeah. Manager person. You just kind of manage everything. Like, you make sure everything's kind of – (laughs) Yeah. You just kind of make sure everything – like, I'll just fire off an email to her and be like, this is what I'm thinking, or I have this idea, or we need to do this for the blog. And she just kind of manages my thoughts, really, too, yeah. is, yeah, the, the takeaway. But um, I was like, hey, how do you feel about podcasting? And she's been doing really great. So she's just going to kind of like... I'll pop in. Yeah, yeah she's going to pop in. Yeah, I love it. I'm having fun. So intro. We're talking about taxes yeah. Go listen to the, to the past episodes if you want to kind of get to know backstory. We're going to be sharing, I would say, just mostly it, esthetician journey, mm-hmm. how I started, how I kind of transitioned out of my treatment room, um, and just how my business has changed. And definitely this is focused on beauty professionals so it's not just lash artists it's estheticians it's waxers it's hairstylists it's really whoever is in the uh, beauty world and is looking to run their own business or or maybe somebody who doesn't want to own their own business like it's just yeah you just want to know about the industry Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like we share a little bit of everything I mean even if you don't own your own business you're probably still on social media or I don't know, doing something that we can help with. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of of how I kind of expanded out of just, you know, selling products is sharing just really simple tips in a creative way mm-hmm. on Instagram. And now we're bringing that over into a podcast. I feel like with stories, it's like you can only share so much on Instagram, right? Yeah, we can't I don't, talk for 30 minutes. On yeah, and, and I be. hate uh, rambling on and there's just so many things I want to talk about and I just can't get it all out on Instagram. And I feel like this is a place where it's, okay, we have it, it's recorded, it's here forever. Somebody yeah. can go back and listen with stories. Sometimes I'm working... I'm spending hours on Instagram. I don't think people realize this. Oh, Mind yeah. you, it's like I'm going throughout my day and doing other things and then trickling in my in, in my 
social media, but it's literally a full-time job for me. And then the day is wrapped and it's a brand new day and a brand new day where I need to share a brand new set of tips. And I feel like what I shared the day before is just gone. It's gone. It's just like poof (laughs) into outer space. Yeah. So what I've been doing too, um, and this would be a helpful tip for for you guys that are kind of maybe struggling with social media and like, oh, I don't know what to share is don't be afraid to recycle. I've gone back through tons of content that I've created years ago Mm -hmm. and repurposed it or kind of just like looked at and said, huh, okay, that was a really popular post. People really liked that. For example, the tax one. People were blowing my IG up. I remember when I shared tax tips about you know, needing help with this specific topic. So today I thought, okay, I'm just going to kind of look back at what I, what I had shared and pull from that and create this whole episode on it. So, um, you don't always have to come up with content daily. It can be a, you know, this is what we're going to focus on for the week, the month, and then the next month, like recycle, reuse. Yeah, get your money's worth out of that content. 100%. Totally. Like you can use it more than once. Well, especially with marketing and you are, Mm -hmm. you are, uh, um, I'm blanking. That's the world I You were in from. the marketing yeah. world, right? Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't you say that in marketing, you have to repeat what you're selling? Oh, absolutely. And like campaigns and like images that we would use would live for months. Like it's not like an Instagram story where it's just like 24 right. hours of this, you know, content. It's like, it lives for a long time. And I think that I mean, you have to do that. Otherwise, I mean, nobody can come up with fresh new content like every 24 hours. That's insane. I mean, I am and it's really tiring. <laughs> but but uh, like you said, it's like you're using the same image and it's living for months. Yeah. And so I think because Instagram is so go, go, go and what's new and what's next mm-hmm. and we got to do this. No, now it's now it's uh, video and it's less mm-hmm. images and whatever. Yeah. But remembering that you know whatever services you're trying to sell or products you're trying to sell it's a, it's okay to promote the same thing over and over and over again you just maybe have to put a little spin on it or do it differently oh absolutely not everybody is gonna um in marketing you call it like a conversion when mm-hmm. someone like books or purchases something right. not everybody's gonna convert the first time they see an image like it might take two or three times like to go through the the funnel of uh of conversion, as we call it in marketing. Yeah, yeah, which is, it can be discouraging, but I think about that daily when I'm trying to sell my sweatshirts or a coaching call. Um, all these things I know have to be talked about every single day. And it might be that eighth time that I share it that someone decides they want to book a call with me. Totally. I mean, I think about it from my point of view as a consumer. Like, I'm someone that purchases things online a lot. And so, like, the first time if I open an email from a brand and I see something cute, I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I go about my day. And then I see it later on Instagram and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's really cute. And then I see it a second time on Instagram stories and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I'm going to buy it right now. And sometimes it takes those, like, three, you know, three exposures to get, you know, to get me to purchase something. And I think that's something to keep in mind, too, is, like, not everybody's going to see something really quick on Instagram stories and like run and buy it. Like you might have to post it a few times in a few different ways, 
um, to really get people, you know, fully in the door. It's so true. I think with, you know, with our industry too, a lot of people get discouraged and they're like, oh, but I've been posting and I've been talking about it. And I always ask them, you know, how often have you been posting it? Mm-hmm. And is what, is what you were sharing and posting, is it interesting? Is mm-hmm. it eye catching? Yeah. Does it, is it branded? Um, these things might seem overwhelming, but that's just the way that social media is going right now. It's totally. like these things have to pop. I mean, everybody's we we've just got to be on our a-game basically with social media and it's just the way that it's going and it's yeah. yeah and there are ways to make that like manageable with your lifestyle I mean you don't necessarily have to spend eight hours a day on Instagram and I think that's a lot of what you <laughs> yeah. share is you're spending eight hours a day on Instagram to teach people that they don't have to spend eight hours a day right, on Instagram right and um like in the e-guide that we have coming out like we talk about how to make it work with your lifestyle how to make it like um, like bite-sized pieces that you can do to keep your social media fresh and interesting because that can feel really daunting at first. But I think that you break it yeah. down in a way that's like makes it seem not only doable but like fun and exciting and like a cool tool for your business. I and would that say. like that's what it should be. That's always what I want my takeaway to be is when people are following me or watching what I'm creating, I don't want them to feel like oh, I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not what I, what my brand is about. I want it to be about like everything that I'm sharing being real and relatable and attainable. For sure. I don't want somebody looking at what I'm doing and thinking I can't do that because to me that's not, that's not inspiring. What's inspiring is watching people and saying like, oh wow, she's really sharing tips and I feel like I could do that myself. Like that, that's what I want people to, to learn. So yeah, with the, uh, with the, like the coaching calls I do and the e-guide, I just want to give you guys tools and resources to be able to do the things that you want to do, but also in a way that works for your business, mm-hmm. your lifestyle. Um, not everybody has eight hours to, to commit to totally. social media, but this is what I do full time. And this is why I'm able to teach you guys how to do it. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about the this e-guide, this damn e-guide. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so crazy because you have an I, I you have an idea, right? You put the idea down on the paper. Okay, when do I want to have this idea come mm-hmm. to fruition? Yeah. And how long is it going to take? What is it going to look like? What's going to be in it? Okay, is it going to be a digital guide? Is it For going sure. to be a hardcover? Um, this guide was supposed to be when this was supposed to be when we had launched the sweatshirts right it was kind of going to go with it i think it it was supposed to launch in september right so anything any kind of like big idea that i personally have in the past i've been known to just whip it up and make it happen mm-hmm. and just like put it on the site yeah. but i just feel like i'm working differently these days and i, totally. I i'm okay with that because I just want things to be more intentional. So I could have created this guide really quick and just put it up on the website and sold it, but I really wanted to think about it. And it took us a lot of time to create the content within the guide, then to go through and make sure there's no spelling errors, that it's grammatically correct, um, to make sure that the layout is pretty. What pictures are we going to use? For sure. Which is a huge thing for me. Like aesthetically, I need things to look beautiful. That's just what I'm all about. and so the pictures was that was honestly one of the hardest parts was figuring out what picture is going to go where, and then you know what colors to use. Uh, I also wanted it to be a guide that was not just 
specifically for lash artists. So it's the Mm -hmm. beauty industry guide to social media is what it is. For sure. And I intend on doing, you know, a few more on other topics, but it just took a lot longer than I thought. And now we are waiting for a sample of a hard cover yeah, of this it's guide. Be so cool. Because I felt like, okay, we put in all this work. It's gorgeous. I need a hardcover. I yeah. like I need proof that that I created this <laughs> on my table. So totally. we're waiting for that and and then we're doing like a limited run of books. Yeah. Like so actual like a physical, physical book. So the plan is to send those out to I have a list of, like, people that I find influential in the industry, just, like, maybe it's 20, 25 people, Mm -hmm. and people that I've connected with, people that, you know, inspire me, so I want to get them a copy, and then we also want to do a giveaway with it, Um, and we'll probably have a small run that you can get the hardcover as well as a digital copy. Mm -hmm. So... Hopefully that will be within the next month. I know. Do you feel like this is the second baby you birthed this year? (laughs) I feel like this is the third because the podcast was kind of like a new thing. Yeah. That was. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, It was like right at the tail end of your. And I didn't know if I wanted to. I definitely didn't know if I wanted to do the podcasting thing again. So that was like felt like a baby. Yeah. And then the, the sweatshirts were kind of another baby yeah like a half a half baby baby, (laughs) if that's even a thing um but yeah I would say the guide was definitely something that I've always wanted to do I always I've always wanted to write a book and I didn't know what that like in when you interviewed me to hire me we talked about that yeah oh so this is it's like a a big thing okay so I think I'm moving quicker than I thought because you know things take time and I think people get I get impatient people get impatient like oh I'm not I want to create these products and I need to get them out tomorrow sometimes well you probably know better than I products take can take years people are working on products now for five years from now yeah and like the hardcore like fashion marketing world that I come from you're always like two seasons ahead oh my gosh which really messes with your head because like I would not know like I'd be working you know it'd be October and I'd be working in February and then I'd be like in my brain it was like Halloween and I'm like how like I was I was really messed up for a while okay yeah so us beauty professionals, we don't work like that. Yeah, <laughs> we sure. usually are working on the fly. Yeah, uh, it's which... definitely something I've had to really, really work work on is knowing. Okay, if I if I want to continue working uh, efficiently, you you have to kind of plan ahead. So, I know. I feel like I had to kind of bring that to you, but I was like... definitely like doing it, but. When you're working by yourself, no one's holding you accountable. So sometimes you wake up and you're like, I don't feel like writing that blog or totally. eh, that's boring. To I think that the thing that our industry struggles with the most is impulse. And yeah. we wake up and we're impulsive. So, oh my gosh, yes, I want to share this because I feel so passionately about it mm-hmm. in this moment. And then, um, you know, when you're kind of held to a – or when your hands are kind of tied behind your back with a with a plan – or something yeah. in a calendar, mm-hmm. for me, it just kind of stresses me out a little bit. Totally. And I know that that's how other beauty pros feel. Yeah, there, you guys there's are some... a lot more, like, 
on your own time for sure. hundred percent. And if I'm feeling something in that moment, great. It's going to be shared. But tomorrow, yeah. if I don't feel like talking about taxes, we're not talking about taxes. But yeah. I think for anyone who's trying to elevate their business and really propel forward, you do have to plan ahead. You just have to. A loose schedule even. Like if you can't, you know, if you're just like, I can't even think about, you know, six months from now. Yeah. But having like a general loose plan is important just have something on paper even if it's like in your calendar and you just have a couple bullet points but I I know that that's a personal it's a it's a struggle for me because um like I said earlier it's like I wake up and I might be like yes today on my stories I'm going to be talking about this Mm -hmm. and so I'm kind of just posting in the moment but if I were to be more strategic about it then maybe I'm thinking about these things weeks in advance so my stories are kind of are completely separate than the actual business and you know writing the blogs and the podcasts and stuff but for anyone who needs a little bit more structure, I would definitely suggest like it's okay to pre-record stories and to have your content for your stories ready to go. Oh yeah. Not everyone needs to be talking on their IG all the time like <laughs> I am. But for me, I find comfort in it and it's something that I'm good at and I'm used to doing and it's a part of my life. And, and a part I, of it, your business. It would now. feel yeah. very weird if I just like wasn't on my stories, you totally. know. So um anyhow, so let's get into Yeah, taxes. beautiful segue here. Yeah. <laughs> And we're transitioning. Yeah. I'm actually, like, really excited about this because I'm a tax dummy. Okay. But, uh, like, I've always worked jobs where it was, like, basically done for me. Right. You know, I just submitted or whatever. But this year I do have – I've been working as an independent contractor with other brands. Yeah. So I'm going to learn something new today. Okay. Okay. So, like I said in the beginning, I get a ton of questions about taxes now – I don't like to say that I'm the expert in this field because I'm not. And I also just, when it comes to giving people money advice, it's like, uh, it's yeah, just, it can be, you have to tread lightly. I, yes. Like. So we're treading lightly today. We're keeping it super, super casual, but this is going to be for anyone who is just starting out. They're starting to make some money. They don't know what to do with it. This mm-hmm. could be somebody who has been working for years, but still hasn't saved. And guess what? I can imagine that it's probably... The, probably the people that are listening are have been working for years and haven't saved money, which yeah. is especially with just the way the world is right now. It's really, really hard to save money. Like for it sure. just is. There's yeah. everything is expensive. Um, I know for beauty pros, it's really hard to keep track of your money because you're working, you're making money daily, mm-hmm. and then you're putting it back into products or you're paying your rent or, you know, it just gets, it can get confusing. Yeah, for so sure. So I know for me in the beginning when I first started out, and this was just me working as an employee, I I had gone from making a ton of money doing bottle service to all of a sudden taking a huge pay cut and I was making really nothing. And Mm -hmm. it was really, it really freaked me out. And I just, I didn't want to be in a position where I didn't have money. Totally. Um, It was like a really hard transition for me going from, you know, being young and making like $100,000 easily a year doing nothing, working Mm -hmm. two days a week serving, serving alcohol to going to you know, stepping into a field that I was kind of unsure about. I didn't know anything about the esthetician world, you know? And then all of a sudden I was making, I don't know, $500 every two weeks. Like I just didn't know. And I was 28 at the time. So it was just like a shock to my system. Yeah. Now I'm so grateful for that because I knew that I needed to to take that pay cut to Mm -hmm. be doing, first of all, what I wanted to be doing in my life. Yeah. And for, uh, 
just to be able to set myself up for a career that I would love. And so I knew that I was going to be making less money and I had to be okay with that. But saving even something was very important to me. So what I did in the very, very beginning when I first went out on my own was, and this is like the biggest thing that I'm shocked that that a lot of people that I talk to don't even have this first step done, Mm -hmm. is having a personal bank account and a business bank account. Yeah, that makes sense. Which, I mean, you don't really have that issue. No. Because it's just you. But for me, I had to figure out, okay, Lorena is one person and one thing. And Dear Lash Love is another. And a lot of the times people are like, well, I'm working as me. I don't have a bit. But you want to separate the two as quickly as you can mm-hmm. uh, whether you know what direction you're going to go with your business uh, I just think it's so important to separate the two totally just for organizational purposes and also tax pur- purposes but really it's really hard for me I found it really hard to figure out well what are my personal bills and then mm-hmm. what are my business bills and it, yeah. everything was all in one account and it was just like it was too much yeah, so it's messy yeah so I went to the bank I open up I've already got my Wells Fargo personal account and then I'm now opening up a Wells Fargo business account mm-hmm. shout and out to Wells Fargo <laughs> shout out to Wells Fargo I've been banking with Wells Fargo since I was 17 years old really yep. I'm, a, I'm a Bank of America girl are, myself oh my yeah. gosh no they've always been very good to me I think it's like it's just what team do you rep, you know? Yeah. Like I'm Wells Fargo. Every every time I see like a Wells Fargo sign, it's just like, oh, Wells Fargo. But you yeah. probably feel the same about Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> They've always treated me very well. But let us know. Are you are you guys Chase people? What's yeah. Is it Chase? Okay. We've got Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America. Those are like the big those three, are the, I feel Yeah. Like. Those are the hot ones. I will say I did open a Bank of America account when I moved uh, to Baltimore like in 2012 I lived oh. in Baltimore no 2011 and they didn't have a Wells Fargo out there or something weird and I remember oh. I was really freaked out by yeah. it like it made my insides kind of queasy I was like I have to open a Bank of America account like what it's stressful my insides were queasy because I shouldn't be shouldn't have been living there but <laughs> 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 okay anyway so I go to Wells Fargo and at this time this is when I was first starting out so mm-hmm. I wasn't dear lash love I was just myself yeah um and they were like, okay, well, you need to have a name for your account. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. So I just named it. Basically, they said if your name is in the, na- the, the name, yeah, then you don't need to, like, have a business license. So I okay. was Lorena Ashmore Aesthetics. Okay. Okay, simple, yeah. whatever, easy. So I had the two accounts. And I also made sure I had a personal savings account mm-hmm. and a business savings account. Mm-hmm. Apart from your, like, checking Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that was the way that I was able to stockpile. I can't save money if it's all in one account because I'm just spending money. If yeah, I see you just see that number, yeah, I see like, two thousand yeah. dollars. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Not realizing, okay, in fifteen days my rent's due. Mm-hmm. I also need to buy uh, supplies for my lash room, and so really I'm negative, you know. Yeah. So for me, it helped to 
uh, have the savings account. So that way when I made, the second I made money, mm-hmm. I would take a certain percentage and immediately put it in my savings. Yeah. So I was always working with less money than I really had. That's smart. I feel like any, you know, any financial advice would be to like live below your means. <laughs> right. And, or at least like pretend, you know? Yeah. So per- for me, it was, okay, I'm seeing that there's only 500 in my bank account. Oh shit. Okay. I need to make that 500 work. Uh-huh. But in reality, I've just swapped over that for sure. fifteen hundred yeah, dollars. You're not seeing that big number, uh-huh. so you're not thinking like, oh, yes. I have all this money. To so spend. that's really that's how smart. I grew my savings um, pretty quickly. Was mm-hmm. the second I took money. So at the end of my day, every day, when and I used Square to take payments. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of the day, it would close out, and the money would go into my account the next business day. So the next business day, I would see. Once I started taking clients and making money, let's say, for example, $500, okay, okay, then take out the fees. I would look at that number and say, okay, what do I have going on for the week? Is mm-hmm. there anything I need to pay immediately? How much do I need for the week? Because I know that I'm booked up till the end of the week and I'm booked next week. So yeah. it's pretty likely that I'm going to make a certain amount of money in the next week and the following. Mm-hmm. So with this chunk that I have right now, what am I doing with it? And I would usually just split it in half. Yeah. And then put half of it in my savings account. Again, it's kind of like thinking ahead a little bit. It's hard to do that. Yeah. But like you have to take that minute to just like, okay, looking slightly into the future. Slightly. Yeah. I've always, since the beginning, always kind of worked week by week. Mm-hmm. That feels less overwhelming That's manageable. Yeah, for sure. So even with, even today, like even with the blogging and stuff, we're kind of working, we're working more a month ahead with the yeah. blog, mm-hmm. but um, I think for us in the industry, we're used to working. We work, you day know, if day. I day yeah. to, we work day to day. So for me to budget like a normal employee who's like gets paid every two weeks, I couldn't do it that way. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, I have to wait two weeks to get paid. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> so um, for me, I always paid myself daily or weekly, um, mostly because it closely like mimicked the scheduling, like how I was taking clients and really? how I was yeah. getting the money. Um, that's like kind of what worked yeah. best for me in the beginning. So at this point, were you thinking about taxes? Like, were you saving for that? Or did that come later in your business? Do you feel like? So I definitely was thinking about it because I've always been um, really on top of my taxes. Like mm-hmm. the my biggest fear is the IRS. And yeah. I, it's, cra- it's crazy to me that these people you see in like Us Weekly, it's like people from Vanderpump, like they owe millions of dollars in taxes. I'm like, that how do you, me out so how much. do you avoid the IRS? Yeah. Like they're banging down my door and I'm chump change compared yeah. to everyone else in the world. And they are on my ass like yeah. all the time. Hmm. Um, so I was always scared of the IRS and like yeah. owing taxes and all that. So I pretty quickly... I just Googled, you know, people always ask like, how do you find someone? I'm like, you Google. I Googled, yeah. <laughs> I Googled accountant, um, tax person in whatever the city I was living in and just found someone. Mm-hmm. Like, could I have found someone better? Maybe, but really I just quickly wanted to hand it over to someone. Yeah. So when I found my accountant, I found one accountant maybe uh, probably eight years ago mm-hmm. when I was just starting out. And I basically was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, do I need a bank account? Do I need a business? Li- like, what do I need? And he basically walked me through everything. So that's kind of where I started Yeah. was um, 
finding someone and paying them to help me. Yeah, like pretty early on. You'd Very recommend. early on. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I think that's something too that people maybe don't think of in the beginning yeah. is they're like, well, I'm not making money yet. I would rather pay someone a couple hundred dollars and say, hey, I know I'm not making money yet, but can you help me figure out what to yeah, do like when I do start making the money? Success. I feel like like accounting and taxes is something that's so like a specialty that you most people yeah. like should not do on their own. Like, you know, marketing so. you can maybe do on your own. Accounting, like make sure you at least talk with an expert. I think when it comes to money and just like owing the government, yeah. it's like I don't want to F with that. No, like, I mean, I'm like, I don't even really, like, I get W-2s and I'm still, like, so stressed out when I do my taxes. I know. Like, what if I did this wrong? I know. Yeah. They're going to send me to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to jail. No, they'll just pull money from your bank account like yeah. they did with mine, you know? Yeah. No big deal. Um, yeah, that's what's crazy, too, is, like, the IRS knows where to find you. So if you yeah. if you miss a payment or you forget, like, I get so much mail at the office that mm-hmm. I, for one, didn't know that my registration was expired because yeah. I never got the the renewal Mm -hmm. in the mail, but it probably just got lost. Like I'm sifting through so much mail that I just trash things. So anyway, it's like the IRS knows your bank account information and they'll just pull money from your account. And you're like, oh, I guess I owed you money. So like if I could go on a side rant for a minute. Yes, please. Why doesn't the, okay, so like you're doing your taxes, like me as a normal like employee. (laughs) Yeah. And I have to like do all this paper. Why don't they just, they have all this information. Why don't they just tell me what to pay them I know. or how much I'm getting back? I agree. Like, why do I have to do all this? They like, want to, they want to make you, they're like, let's see if this person's, let's make her sweat a little bit. Yeah. Like, does she know she owes five grand or is she going to give us two and then we're going to penalize her, even though we know she owes I know. us five? Like, like, they have my W 2s, they have my bank account. Why can't they just like do it in the computer and You're just be right. like, hey, Abby, like you owe this much or hey, we're giving you this much? It'd be so much easier. Right? Like, why are we, why is, why, what is the IRS? really I don't even know I really don't even know it's just a place that I send my money to and I don't question when they send me a number they just like, send mail they, they like, just send mail and they're like you owe yeah. $19,000 I don't but then you look at it and you're like this is obviously right I'm not gonna fight the IRS yeah no <laughs> IRS if you're listening can you explain to me what you do <laughs> oh my gosh it's crazy it's like I they'll pull random like little chunks from my account obviously it's my accountant's doing but it's it's really the IRS. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that sucked, but yeah. I'm not going to even question it. But yeah. anyway, if anyone works for the IRS, yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think they do that in other countries. So I'm going to start a petition. Do they really? Just, yeah. I think they just like, the IRS just like totals up your everything and then just Great. like send you a bill. Great. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, Why do, do they not do that? How here? do we hire them? I know. <laughs> okay. So speaking of hiring, so then I eventually, I switched accountants because I didn't love my accountant but I will say he was the one that told me to form a business Mm -hmm. so at that time I was a sole proprietor meaning I was working for myself as myself I was just Lorena Ashmore just doing lashes then he said for tax breaks and again I'm not a pro so just take this with a grain of salt but he was like for the direction you want to go in for the best tax breaks, you need to form a a uh, you need to be an S corporation. Okay. So I went from sole prop yeah. to S corp. I know that to one. S corp. Yeah. And it's basically don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the questions you can ask an accountant. Like, yeah. hey, I want to, I want to get the best tax breaks. I own a business. I'm working as myself. 
um, what do you suggest I do? Mm-hmm. So I also used LegalZoom like back in the day because LegalZoom will basically set up your whole business for you. So you could oh, call nice. them and they will charge you yeah. to set up your LLC or your S Corp, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can basically walk them through like, this is what I'm doing. What's the best for me? Okay. Um, the thing with my S Corp is that I have to pay, I believe it's like $800 a year just mm-hmm. to be a corporation. Oh, okay. So if you're not making a ton of money, then maybe it's not the best idea to like form a business because you're going to be paying $800 a year and break that down monthly. I don't do math, but. Yeah, totally. I would want like a professional telling me like what, yeah, what I need to be and why. Right. Yeah. So LegalZoom is actually a great place to start if you're Mm -hmm. totally clueless then again google in your area and find someone and just say look I don't know what I'm doing and I need your help so eventually I switched I found a new person and I also had her take over my books and what that means is instead of me looking at what I was making what was going out what supplies I was spending money on my rent every month she is managing it and looking Mm -hmm. at what's coming in, what's going out. And then she'll send me like numbers like, hey, you were in the red this month or you were in the green this month. She handles all of that. Yeah. QuickBooks. She basically uses QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. And I've tried multiple times to use QuickBooks because I'm like, I'm pretty savvy. And it just, I couldn't even, I didn't even want to do it. Totally. And it's so time consuming and yeah, for sure. So that was really helpful as well. So basically my tax person is, she does my yearly taxes, Mm -hmm. but she also manages everything monthly so she is linked into my business accounts my personal accounts my credit card and she like syncs it all up okay yeah I don't know what she does but I don't care yeah (laughs) because at the end of the year she basically hands me this giant folder Mm -hmm. with everything printed out and she's like this is what you owe yeah and I don't even yeah and she's she's making sure that I owe as little as possible while being you know honest right she knows the she knows what to write off what I can't write off So, yeah, it's really, really great. I I highly suggest sooner than later that you do find a person and and know that it's very easy to find. So Mm -hmm. don't make this – when I had posted about this topic, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm so so flustered. I'm so discouraged. Yeah, it seems very daunting. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't have to be. And the relief that will come from having this part of your business handed off is just like – you can't put it into words. Like, I just don't even have to think about it. Yeah. And I know that I will see her in February, and I know that everything's taken care of. Totally. With that being said, like, with yearly taxes for some businesses, um, we pay quarterly taxes. And mm-hmm. that's when you you're, you start making money, and the IRS is like, okay, wait a second. You owe us money. We don't want you holding on to this for a year. We need oh, to be paid. Yeah. And you can – and this all depends, but mm-hmm. I think it's like because of the business that I am, because I'm a corporation, they they're not allowing me to hold on to my money until the end of the year to pay them. They want it now, okay. so I pay, I set up quarterly tax yeah. payments, and that way when I go in, it's what today's the 18th. When I go in, probably in February. All have already paid. So hopefully yeah. I don't owe anything. Totally. And that's nice. So it's not like a huge like chunk taken yeah. from you every year. It's like smaller pieces that don't seem as terrifying when they leave your bank account. Yeah, because I remember one year it was like, oh, you owe, you know, 20 grand or yeah. something. And it really I didn't uh, have like I, I didn't have cry. the 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like yeah. I don't have it. So now um every couple months I get like a, a chunk of change mm-hmm. taken out. Um and you save for that. So yeah. Yeah. 
So if you don't want to go that route, though, you can you can be your own accountant by mm-hmm. at least just weekly or monthly pulling a chunk of your money and putting it in your savings account for taxes. Yeah. That way at the end of the year, even if it's 500 bucks a month, I know that sounds a, like a lot, but technically it's not yours. Mm-hmm. It's it's not yours. So yeah. you need you're to be gonna saving have to it. pay it anyway, so you might as well like be prepared right. and not go to jail. So that really helped me too is just um setting aside tax money mm-hmm. monthly and then I set aside savings money even if it's $25 just get in the habit even if it's um a daily thing like I used for a long time the digit app have you heard of that oh yeah yeah Where okay like, I love that yeah. app. it pulls it'll pull like 50 cents a dollar three dollars yeah. every single day from your account and it, it um it kind of tracks like algorithm of average like what's going into your account so it would never overdraft you It would just, it would pick up on like, oh, she got paid today. So I'm going to pull 20 bucks from it instead of two. Totally. And it would, I mean, I would save a lot of money through that digit app because I wouldn't pay attention to it. Yeah. You're just not thinking about it. That's something fun if you guys want like a specific app to help with savings. But, um, and then another thing with taxes too is, you know, you have someone to take care of all these things, but just thinking about if you want to take care of it on your own and you don't think you're at the point where you want to hire someone track your supplies any training courses you take anything that's business related keep track of that yeah we always joke about that Shit's creek like it's a write-off it's a write-off it's, fine. it's a write-off <laughs> what is a write-off i don't know it's a write-off who is like i i what are you writing off we need to we need to do that, <laughs> we'll real, do that today. real today yeah it's tax season it's, it's tax season it's but relevant. it's so funny it's like oh that's a write-off oh these vases from home goods write-off it's a write-off like, yeah Okay, here's the other thing too with, this gets very confusing, but just because it's a write-off doesn't mean you have the money to be spending on it. So for instance, this pink couch, yeah, it's a write-off. I write it off for $500, (laughs) but I still have to pay $500 to get the pink couch. Totally, yeah. So... It's it not helps. free stuff, yeah. It's not free stuff. And I think that's what's so funny about that Shit's Creek thing. Yeah. It's like the write-off people, it's like, funny. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I wanted this pink couch, and so I'm going to get it. And But you still have to spend the money. So within reason, you know, sometimes your tax person will say you should buy something because you're either going to owe $1,500 or go buy a new computer with it. Yeah. That's when an accountant can be like, yes, you can buy something. No, you shouldn't be buying something. So yeah, I think you definitely need someone that knows the ins and outs for that kind of thing. You can't just like blow your wad because it's a write-off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> can you hit record on that video? Yeah. Oh, it's still it's going. Is it still going? Oh, it's, yeah. I started it when we started um, talking, yeah. So we're trying to do video as well because I feel like for stories, like video is just where it's at. And I think – did you did you see last week how I took a clip from the yeah, video? Yeah, I love that. And I put audio over it. Yeah. I thought that was just cool because, like, people just want to see – sorry, I'm getting off topic. But yeah. people want to see videos. Like, a picture just doesn't totally. do it anymore. But I will say pictures are, are really – an important part of branding you need really great professional photos oh of course so it shouldn't just all be video from your iphone like there's something to be said for a great professional photographer coming in and shooting pictures of your space or your products so yeah um anyway (laughs) write-offs don't blow your wad just because you have the money yeah don't spend Um, money you don't have i think all around is good advice (laughs) yeah i think and that can be really hard because you're like oh well i you know I really want new decor. I really yeah. want, you know, the supplies for sure. 
I think if you're going to spend your money, supplies need to be mm-hmm. where it's at. Like, make sure you're, you're using the best products. Totally. Don't skimp on that. But do you need that base right now? Maybe yeah. you do. Maybe you don't. <laughs> it's a write-off. <laughs> I can't wait to do that reel. Because I've been thinking about it all day. Of like, so how good. we're going to do it. Reels are really, too, like a form of acting. Like, Oh, yeah. It's like... If you think about it, it's like, okay, setting setting up the scene. Totally. Okay, you could film it and record it one way. Yeah. But it would look way better if you did it this yeah, way. Yeah, so you I was get like, into character. I was, I was a thinking, huge drama nerd in high school. And I was in acting too. Really? I wouldn't say I was like, I don't think I was that good, but I've used those skills yeah. now where it's like I can play into certain totally. characters. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so anyway. Um, but yeah, don't overspend on your business or... Here's another thing. And I learned this from uh, Profit First. It is one of my favorite business books. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned I'm, that one. Yeah. It's really, it's an easy read, which is most important to me. It's an easy read. Um, you could, I could actually, you know, understand what he was talking about. And yeah. his main takeaway was like making sure you pay yourself first. And, you know, there's times in your business where you might not make money mm-hmm. and that's okay. But then you kind of have to look at okay, what direction do I want to go in next? Is this a profitable business? Like, what's my mm-hmm. next? Like, you just need to make sure you're constantly evaluating your business. That makes and sense. And I know a lot of people say, like, oh, I want to put money back into my business is a really popular thing that I hear with business owners. And even myself at times. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I need to put money back into the business. Okay, yes, but you also want to make sure you're paying yourself. So yeah, I mean, I'll, that's the whole reason that you're doing any of this. <laughs> I'll give you an example, though. Okay. Um, with this e-guide, I'm trying to think of something. Okay. It costs money for marketing. It costs money to put it together. Uh, that's me putting money into my business because now I have this guide. I'll sell it. Uh-huh. Hopefully, I'll make back the money <laughs> that I put into it. But yeah. now it's going to live on my site for as long as I want, it's more of an evergreen product where we could kind of tweak the copy as things get updated in the social media world, but it's there. And at some point I'm going to make a a profit on it. Mm -hmm. And that's me putting money into my business. But if I'm just constantly like pulling money that could be paying me to create new products, then okay, great, I have new products, but if I'm not making money, then what's the point? Totally. You know, so I, in the beginning, a lot of businesses do that. And like, I've done that too. It's like, you're just constantly putting money back into your business. Maybe mm-hmm. you're getting a bigger studio or maybe you want to create a lash cleanser or your own skincare line. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying yourself, you're paying your business. You're paying your business yeah. to create this product that'll hopefully, fingers crossed, like be successful. Yeah, that makes sense. And just kind of, I guess just scaling appropriately, like pay yourself at first and it's then very when you are able to, you know, bring in more profit, then you can scale. Yeah. And I think too, for our industry, we have the ability to make so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was taking clients, I would probably average at my highest point, like 2,500 a week, Okay, which is yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Now think about because you're kind of a numbers person, right? A little bit, In a yeah. way. Okay, so think about services. Uh-huh. Let's say I'm pulling in $2,500 a week. Okay. The the amount that it costs for me to do those services is like... Very low. Very yeah. low. Let's say it's costing me $3 per person. Mm-hmm. We'll say five. 
Okay. okay. Just to be yeah. like generous. Yeah. Think about what I'm actually profiting. Yeah. Okay. Now compare that to a product. Yeah. Let's say a product is $40, but the actual product cost itself is 20 mm-hmm big 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 difference yeah so overhead difference yeah so with uh when I was taking clients that's when I started the products Mm -hmm. and I was able to start the products because I was taking clients yeah that's how I had my money to front for the business was because I had so much extra from taking right and you had been paying yourself Uh already yeah so hopefully that gives you guys like a little bit of insight is um that's something I wanted to share too is my product sales from the shop like Dear Lash Love. Mm-hmm. I was keeping those in a completely separate bank account for five years. Yeah. I did not touch that money one time. So I was lashing full time doing the products on the side and mm-hmm. any money that came in from that was in a completely different bank account. Yeah. I think that's good. Like staying organized and keeping track of what you're making versus like products versus taking clients Mm -hmm. I think is important because I mean even if you're not doing your own accounting like you still need to be able to keep track of all of that it's so confusing especially with products because okay somebody buys that cleanser takes it off the shelf and you're like okay I need to buy more yeah how much more do I need to buy totally when do I need to buy it so when I'm actually making money you're not making $50 off that I'm being yeah (laughs) you're not making $50 off that lash cleanser because you have to buy a new one for sure then you have to pay your rent so it's all these things to think about so another tip for beginners would be if you are getting into selling product or you want to create your own product I would say make an account just for your products Mm -hmm. and give yourself let's say you want to start with like two grand and work with that Mm -hmm. put two grand in that account and anything that you spend for those products gets pulled from that account so your services your clients are seeing that's all in one then your product sales is Mm -hmm. in another that would be a good way to keep track of like what you're actually selling yeah I think that's super smart yeah um I feel like that is kind of wraps up yeah, I mean, I think I, we gave a lot of really great tips. I feel tips. like I learned a lot today. I'm sure, hopefully, it didn't completely overwhelm you guys, but like, f- just, just don't be afraid to one ask questions, hire help, and also, the best advice is like, just whenever you make money, put it in your savings account. Yeah. And really keep track of like when your bills are getting pulled out. Yeah. And just be organized I and think, work with less thing. than what you actually have. Yeah. And if you're thinking about, um, you know, starting your own products or creating your own products, um, really start stockpiling. When I first created my products, I spent like $2,000 of my own money. Mm -hmm. And then I just grew it, grew it, grew it, grew it. And I never touched any other money Mm -hmm. for years until I started started paying myself from the product sales. Um, And that's when I had stopped lashing. So... Yeah, I mean, hopefully these tips are helpful. This is this is the bulk. I'm like looking through our notes, and I think that I that's... know. I think like all my questions got and answered. And really, okay, here's my last thing: like common sense is key. So if you make a thousand dollars, keep in mind like half of it is yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's like kind of aggressive, but you can't go wrong if you take that thousand and cut it in half. Totally. Pay yourself keep the rest in savings and guess what at the end of the year when you go and they're like oh you only owe two grand and you have twenty five thousand dollars in there yeah hell yeah yeah that's a good feeling (laughs) um 
I think that's it. Yeah, do your taxes. Don't go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) That's our advice for you. Yeah, and then I wanted to share, I want to try and do like one quick marketing tip every Mm -hmm. episode, but I think we kind of covered it with like Instagram. But do you you have, because you're the marketing guru. Queen, yeah. Can you think of one random like marketing tip, something simple that people could start doing today? Yeah, I think of, just think of social media as like a tool for your brand. Like, you know, it gives brands and business owners the opportunity to like have quote unquote FaceTime with their clients that they wouldn't normally have. And you reach people that you would never normally reach just by word of mouth. So I think just keeping in mind that, you know, social media really humanizes your brand. And that's what people are looking for at the end of the day is people don't really care, you know, if they're buying a t-shirt, that's great, but they're buying a t-shirt from a brand that they connect with and, you know, a story that resonates with them. And so thinking of your social media and your brand all together as an extension of yourself um, is really helpful and can make it feel a little bit less overwhelming. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I also feel like, and I say this a lot, but I feel like social media can get like a bad rap. And I just think it's such a great tool. Um, I had watched something on Instagram and this woman was saying, she's like, you know, Instagram you're able to virtually shake hands and connect with thousands of people at a time. Yeah. You can essentially go onto Instagram and start digging around and meeting people. Oh, you yeah. start clicking, you start following. You yeah. In my on- PR days, I would do that to celebrities and like it would work. Yeah. And then you I go into DMs, you say, hey, I, I've been getting, I've really been trying to get back into engaging with mm-hmm. the following that I have yeah. um, because with being pregnant, it was just really hard. And, totally. and honestly, my hands are really like screwed up from when I used to take clients and so it's hard for me to message and I just can't I can't I want to like give more than I can in a DM so um but I will say it's like I've connected with so many people just through Instagram like hey check out my products it can be time consuming but like I talk to you all the time about like grassroots marketing and really just like getting in there and you know, looking up hashtags for your industry, liking posts, commenting on posts. And it's like, it's really a great way to network and to attract clients. And really it's like so simple and it's free. And so I feel like right. you, you know, if you really take advantage of it, you can really propel your business very easily with very especially little money on social media. Especially if you sell products. Yeah. Especially it's a lot, it, it's a lot harder with services because hashtags get kind of confusing but oh, with totally. a product you can totally just slide into someone's dms because you can ship your product to anywhere you yeah. know and so yeah it's just wild so i just think that that's a cool thing and if people can just keep that in the back of their mind like just spend 15 minutes a day getting to know people yeah in your world mm-hmm. and figuring out what they need what they want we're able just to connect with people on another level totally. that we would ever be able to do in person yeah i would never be able to meet all the people that are following me on social media. Oh, for it's sure. impossible. Yeah. But I can send them a DM. Yeah. And get to know them there. Yeah. So. And they get to know you. Yeah. And I love that you said earlier, and I took a note of it, that you can essentially curate your life on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, you can be anyone that you want to be on there, which is scary, but also kind of exciting. Yeah, totally. It's good and bad. And you, yeah, you really can pick and choose and you know, be the best version of yourself. I feel like it doesn't totally have to agree. be, a, you know, a scary like influencer thing that yeah. freaks everyone out. Like yep. it, it's, you know, it's a tool and it's, it's not overwhelming if you 
you know, if you use it correctly, I guess. I like that you said that you can be the best version of yourself. Yeah, I think, you know, you can be aspirational and relatable and, you know, yeah, Yeah. put your best foot forward. I totally agree. Um, That was great. Okay, so to wrap it up, we talked all about taxes. We talked all about coaching, Mm -hmm. um, the guide. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The, the coaching on the website. So we decided to structure it a little bit differently. So now it's not just a coaching call. Mm -hmm. There's five different categories. So there's website and I may butcher this website, social media, branding, graphics, and business. Yeah. And hopefully that will make it very easy for you guys to figure out which call you need. Mm -hmm. I will say that one call is not going to cover everything, but we will dive into everything. And I just, I love talking with you guys one-on-one. So I'm excited to have these um, categorized differently on the website. So it makes it very easy. And if you have any questions, you can always email us at hello at dearlashlove.com. So if you have a question about coaching, um, we can answer it there. And then we created a code for listeners. Specifically for you guys listening to the podcast. So the code is DLL Diaries, and that's for 20% off any of the coaching calls with me. And a great deal. Yeah. And all the info's on the website. Um, If you liked this episode, if you found it helpful, obviously reviews and subscribing to the podcast, they're all, it's all appreciated. So the podcast is on spotify it's on itunes it's on yeah it's on apple now yeah which is exciting so exciting um and it's on so anchor mm-hmm. is my my podcast hosting site but yeah. spotify owns anchor okay so um shout out to anchor because they make podcasting really easy we're learning all about <laughs> how to actually make a podcast yeah <laughs> okay so and then last thing is the podcast is uh, the episodes are going to be bi-weekly so you can expect a new episode from us every two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks then. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys.